0: and we're back welcome to print your games the podcast for 3d printing and what's new and awesome in it i'm one of your hosts jefferson J thacker also known as param and i'm joined by Kristen soward's also known as lost spheres and today we are joined by one of the artists that i use every time i get a chance to show how awesome the selection of models in 3d printing can be adam from twin goddess miniatures adam welcome to the show Hi, it's a pleasure to
1: be here. Thanks for having me and uh, thanks for the praise. No, well, I, I, I'm glad people
2: like what I'm doing. Yeah, your stuff's of- amazing. I've got like two dozen printed right here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. yeah, you're, you're absolutely uh, we've we've talked about your stuff on the show several times now. We're super glad to finally get you up on the show. And indeed, when I talk about what a when I talk about boutique miniature providers you are literally the sculptor that i have in mind when i use that phrase so for (laughs) anybody who doesn't know what twin goddess is could you give us the 30 second version
1: so twin goddess miniatures it's just myself and a couple artists every month making Mm -hmm. fun tabletop heroes and villains um i just wanted to make something that was memorable something that was dynamic and kind of you could just show off at your table and everyone that's a really cool guy you got there
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So you how how many people, you said uh, that you've got a couple of artists besides yourself? Are you the primary artist or, or I what's, am, what's the size of the company?
1: So it's really mostly me. 90% mm-hmm. of what you're seeing, 95% some months are, are going to be me. Uh, mm-hmm. So a little backstory now. Uh, I'm actually a two-year uh, college mm-hmm. professor. I, it's a two-year mm-hmm. school that teaches uh, visual effects and 3D animation for games and film. Uh, so I have two graduates who are working at different studios, but every once in a while I'll say, Hey, uh, would you like some extra work? Uh, and they typically help me out. So we have Autumn. She will typically do alternate outfits or like swappable heads. If I need multiple pieces, she comes in and helps with that. Uh, she's been doing a bit more lately with like, here's the base of a character. I need it completely sculpted and she adds onto it. So that was, that was before I had anyone else on. But yeah, so like something like that, which I would ask her to make an alternate outfit. And then, uh, Kyle is my monster guy, so if I have a cool monster mini, like the Sand Drake or something like that, uh, that would have been Kyle's. I'm I'm more of a character artist, so I'm learning how to do the big creatures as we go, but that is ones that he's done. He's done about four Mm -hmm. or five for me now, but like I said, 90, 95% of what you see is me. So that actually, that one was mine, but that's the only (laughs) one. uh, Oh, okay. I needed that one specifically for my one of my campaigns. Uh, you need that that bard's dragon. You know, he's trying he's trying to do something. Right. Maybe the dragon is the one you should be worried about.
0: For your audio listeners, I pulled up a uh, a rather comfortably posed uh, dragon miniature that I assumed was the large monster that Kyle <laughs> was sculpting. But but no,
2: no, no, no. So the, no, that, that has
0: enough story that I assumed
2: it was yours, Adam. <laughs> that like yeah. oozes flavor and uh, a certain vibe but we won't necessarily mm-hmm. assume yes but, yeah uh, so and... uh
1: but yeah those so it's it's just two uh, graduate students so uh mm-hmm. i'm trying to get them kind of started off and going because I, I i know that they could also do this on them by themselves so trying to get them prepped up get their skills up to par so that they could start opening their own shops
0: nice now you mentioned that you had a background in education right Uh that's that you're you're a college professor and that kind of hits my bias like the running joke in the games industry is that everybody involved in the game industry was either in education or it (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> so yeah so uh i've been teaching for almost 10 years now but before that mm-hmm. i actually worked in the film industry so uh Ooh. i was yeah those vfx artists for uh, a lot of different films uh, i am a googleable uh for imdb but i have 17 film credits worked on harry potter wow. of the dawn shredder i worked on the conjuring mm-hmm. a bunch of other films a lot of vfx stuff not really mostly 3d modeling but like fire gunshot and i removed the pimples from everybody in the twilight princess movie like stuff like <laughs> that and that's how i got into teaching was kind of coming in from there and then uh D didn't really become like a big part of my life until like the last three or four years i met a trivia group and one day we we're like let's play D," and i was like oh i've been wanting to do that and once that sparked the interest i was like i need to start making my own minis and then the printers finally got better and i was like okay now i'm gonna start printing my own minis (laughs) And snowballed snowballed. and then uh my wife encouraged me she's like why don't you just do that and see what happens and i was like okay and now i'm making more doing that than teaching so it's it's slowly becoming the the big profession and uh don't know how much longer I'll be teaching, but uh, it depends on how big this grows and if I need more time to work on it.
0: I happen to hang on to my education side gig with Iron Claws mm-hmm. because the business. Oh, yeah, that's true. that's
2: true. But yeah, I, I but, am, you know, free falling in the, you know, trying to do it for real and uh, probably less successful than you. But uh, I, I, I think that's <laughs> awesome that you're getting to that
0: point. You're miniatures are so strikingly different from everything else that's out there like they have one of the things that i, I strongly uh, appreciate with your models are that they always have these absolutely amazing kinetic energetic poses even when they're even when it's like a relaxing scene like you've got um this elf wizard character who uh the pinup model, thank you for the that model yes um i am going to be enjoying painting those abs for a few yeah. hours uh, but is like even that just an elf character leaning on the the tie is billowing <laughs> forward yes. the coat is open none of your characters exist in a static pose like, why is that? Like, wh- where did this come from? And, and, and how can we get more people to be like you? So
1: my, my, two, <laughs> my two rules when I'm sculpting anything is mm-hmm. that uh, there's always a window open somewhere and the floor is lava. So <laughs> you need to make sure that there is, um, come back to like actual like traditional art terminology, contrapposto mm-hmm. is, the, is the magical word, counterpose. Mm-hmm. You want the shoulders and the hips. Counter-rotated to each other and twisted. And if you do that, it can make any standing pose look heroic. It can make it look dynamic. And then if you get a little bit of cloth movement in there, all of a sudden, oh, this is this is a hero now. This is a story we're telling. And that's actually a joke. I don't think I had a goblin touch the ground. You see, you're pulling up a goblin menu right now until A good year and a half into making minis. Finally, their feet got to touch the ground for the Christmas release when I did all my Christmas goblins. But uh, it was actually at the request of some patrons because they're like, I want to be able to have my own base too. And I was like, oh. Okay, I can make much <laughs> around, but that's fine. So then, uh, but yeah, no, I, I really pride myself in the dynamic poses, and I think this comes a lot from like the things that inspire me as an artist. Uh, Warcraft, the Blizzard artwork in general, is a big thing for me. Uh, and they've always had a lot of liveliness to all their concept art, to all their uh, promotion, especially like in Hearthstone, and um, that's what I want it to be. I wanted to tell a story. I don't, I don't want a character on the board to be a placeholder i want it to be a story just from itself i want to look at that many and want to know more about who that is i want to fear that villain i want to
2: know that hero i think that's very very clear in everything i, I was talking uh before we started uh, about esteban and <laughs> like uh the idea that um, I always ask people would you please do spell effect bases, would you please do flight bases, would uh-huh. you please do whatever and that is one of the coolest most dynamic flight bases I have ever seen the swirling mist uh-huh. and everything and he's just he also looks like super relaxed but like at the same time <laughs> like in control and command and just so much personality and he's pointing like maybe he's shooting a spell maybe he's just like you know like hey we gotta go there but like there's so many possibilities yet like all of them seem to suggest something uh-huh. and uh, wow like like just I, I can't shut up about that particular mini i like immediately when i took it off the printer i went like I, i've of course had to do like multiples and stuff and mm. i've been trying to like figure out other ways to use this little flight base thing i think i'm gonna keep printing them for other minis to see if i can like <laughs> get him in there because there's just you know occasionally a magic carpet but nothing like that and that is just hats off um it's so okay. dynamic and so fun and then of course with your your sculpting his pose to, to even perfectly fit in there that's uh, you know,
1: That one was very, very important, mini, for me, because that is my longest played character. Oh, Uh, wow! Yeah, so Esteban is my—that's me. That's my character. He is an illusion wizard. He's a con artist. That's
0: kind of wizard.
1: And uh, I believe that he's a
2: con artist. Looking at him, I totally see that.
1: (laughs) He's he's very suave. Uh, Think um, Princess Bride meets like Antonio Zorro. It's Antonio Banderas. It's uh, you know this this Outlander who's uh ready to woo everyone and take their cash and disappear the next morning mm-hmm. so um i've been i've had him uh this character for a really long time uh 15 years or so got to play him every once in a while but it was super super dear to my heart so i didn't want to do that until i knew i like i was gonna be able to do him right and that's mm-hmm. like this this year I, I think i did him back in no, mm-hmm. last november uh I was like, yeah, okay. Now it's time. And that whole November set was actually like characters that I've been wanting to do that I held off on. And like uh, Mortimer the Sphinx Cat, that one was actually he's like the the head of a menagerie, and that's one of the uh, a very favorite NPC of my wife's campaign. So he has a bunch of creatures in the zoo, and that's where the Bahydra model comes from. He's
2: the like Bahydra?
1: A, yeah, it's like a crossbreed monstrosity.
2: So. I actually have an eye hydra in one of my books. And so mm-hmm. uh, it was the same idea that it's, but yours, yours is super sweet. I love it. Yeah. And that was done by Kyle. So that's where I actually had to specifically
1: tell them, this is the design, you know, he's got to have beholder eyes and, but also be a
2: hydra, figure it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. The one we had done, um, has little vestigial legs. He's, they're just hanging below him and he's got oh. little, like, <laughs> eye heads, you know, doing that, mm-hmm. I, I love that one. Maybe that Kyle did. That's awesome.
0: That's funny. Now, I'm curious. You have what's your background in art? Because you don't seem to have a like. You weren't making miniatures for like Reaper or Warlords Atlantic before this. You had a an artistic vi- visual effects background. Like, could you go uh, into what that was like first?
1: Sure. I, I mean, the mm-hmm. so I went to college for video games actually originally uh, okay I wanted to be a character artist I wanted to be hired by Blizzard uh, I was denied and then I found work in the visual effects industry um, so I feel that all uh, the stuff I didn't film again was more like it was visual effects it was practical effects I wasn't really 3D modeling and that's kind of was Drove me out of it eventually. Uh, I didn't want to simulate cloth. I didn't want to uh, add in uh, spooky ghosts in the background. I wanted to like make a character. I wanted to animate them. I wanted to model them. Uh, and then when I started teaching, that was kind of an opportunity to start building my skills again because I was able to show students how to do it. But then that was also an excuse for me to make another character every year. That was an excuse for me to make another animation every year to show them how to do it. Uh, and then. I just got so fast at doing it and so quick at like making an entire character from scratch that I was like, why am I not monetizing this in some way? I'm, I'm doing it for fun already. I'm not going to mm-hmm. make something for someone. I don't want to do any more more commissions. I was done with commissions. I don't want to make your character. I want to make my character. And I want you to like my character. So you can come by mine. I don't want to make yours. Uh, but you know, I, I still like to get some input and see what people love and what they want to see. And then how can I twist it? How can I make it something different than every other XYZ you see. Like, yeah, we, we have a, a dwarven barkeep. Of course, that's going to be something you see, but how can I make mine different enough that makes you go, that's fun? I want to have that in my story. Uh, but as far as like the skills, I, I just kept doing it. Like, I've, I don't feel like I actually got really, really good at character sculpting. in it's like the past couple of years. And that's just from doing this. I can look at the stuff I started from even two years ago for the shop and go, oh, that looks terrible. The pose Ooh. is so weak. There's parts that are so flimsy. Uh, I had many's where the bases are part of the model. You know, I just didn't know what I was doing then. Uh, and then just from doing over and over and over and over, that's where I'm at now. It's just literally nose to the grindstone type modeling. Uh, I can do an entire character in about six hours now. Wow. Yeah. Now,
0: so how how is what you're doing now different different from when you were designing characters. Cause we've, we've, we've talked with a couple of people who've made the jump from video games mm-hmm. to, uh, to sculpting. And yeah. I'm, is that a big challenge to, to go over into 3d printable miniatures as opposed to some of the cheats you can get away with when you're sculpting for video games or for visual effects?
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, the, the biggest challenge, I think it really helped was, uh, before I even actually started uh, making my own, I had bought a resin printer. I I had gotten like one of the early anti-cubic printers Mm -hmm. and I could see what failed. I could see what didn't print well. And I had to learn very quickly that there's no, you can't have gaps. You can't have like your hair not touch the head. Everything has to be connected and fused in some way. And then even on top of that, you have to learn how to start leading. You want, oh, I can't have, Ninety-degree angles. I can't have you know stuff hang overhanging. I have to. How does the axe lead up to the hand so that I don't have to support the fingers? Like, there's just a lot of fun problem-solving that you have to do uh, in this that you wouldn't have in gaming. Uh, but like my background too, I, I I really like rigging and character rigging, mm-hmm. and that actually helps a lot. Uh, i think which other artists are just you're sculpting directly but i actually have base bodies for a lot mm-hmm. of different like body types a lot of different faces that are completely rigged fully facially rigged so uh like one of the latest ones i did with um is this goblin uh queen the evil queen for the oh the yes i love this movie. one in the magic like, girl set yeah yeah cool. like her whole face is rigged like a to a pixar level facial rig, mm-hmm. so i can completely do all the expressions that I want. I can pose her exactly the way I want and then just bring that into ZBrush and begin sculpting. Put all the clothes, put all the hair. But like, I couldn't get that kind of facial sculpt so often if I hadn't just took the time on the front end to rig all these faces. Because I can now go, OK, I need a mus- I need a muscular guy. Let me go grab my, my chiseled jaw. Head, put an expression on that, slap it on the, the big body or put it on the thin body. And uh, it's almost like playing with uh, action figures. You know, I'm swapping out arms, I'm swapping out legs, uh, but then I have to make it all one piece and, and then get that action in there. And I do a lot of like post editing. Like if you look at what this looks like before I start sculpting, it's a completely different model. But I, I really wouldn't be able to get that really strong facial expression without knowing how to do a facial
0: rig and i do appreciate rigging with like i do a lot of kit bashing to customize like -hmm. that's one of my favorite parts about this hobby is like like with i don't do so much with your stuff because your stuff is like so artistically driven like (laughs) kit bashing it would almost like ruin it but like for a lot of like when i'm trying to build out an army for And um, I like to customize and kit bash. And the very first thing I do is find the version of the pose that's closest to an A pose and rig it out Mm -hmm. just so that that, because that makes things so much easier to get more dynamic posing. But at the same time. When I talked with uh, the artists behind Cast and Play, they were they were like very vehemently against rigging. They wanted to do custom sculpting from the beginning. So I guess that's a, okay. a completely different approach to to the same problem.
1: Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. it's just what suits your strengths. Uh, mm-hmm. So what do you what are you rigging yours in? I'm curious. What program?
0: Blender. Okay.
1: Yep. Yeah, I, I'm trying to make the switch to Blender. Just uh, for the price reasons mostly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The rendering yeah, engine and, Yeah <laughs> and the uh the hair system's outrageously good now. But uh my I learned Maya back in two thousand eight and that's what I've been using primarily for all my animation rigging. Uh, and then I've been using ZBrush now since Think mm-hmm. two thousand and like fourteen, so I was kind of late to the game on that one. I was using Mudbox, which was another Autodesk product, mm-hmm. but uh, it's kind of hard for me just to like completely separate myself from it. I've been getting more and more into like working in ZBrush, uh, mm-hmm. which is an awesome program for sculpting. I I, mm-hmm. I know Blender's got their sculpting too, but I'm sorry, mm-hmm. the, you can't oh, yeah. get the poly count that you can in ZBrush, and uh, it's not a intuitive interface but uh oh man is it strong and Mm -hmm. i i would say anyone who really wants to get into this it's a now it kind of sucks because like Maxon just bought them out so like you have to get a monthly sub you can't just
0: oh no
2: i was wondering if that was going to happen so that's Um, that's unfortunate my 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 old license
0: yeah
1: well you can probably still get it now but you're locked into that version like they're gonna stop doing the free upgrades but uh, you know, it's just it's such a good program, and I think for like the people who really want to hardcore get into this, you, you kind of have to learn it. Um, mm-hmm. But the for rigging and posing, the Blender's awesome, and it's the the skin weighting is a lot easier too, like for getting the bend arms and legs and stuff. But that's cool. I, I'm I'm excited to see what people start doing with it, and it's like I'll say this: I'll give everyone who's listening on permission. You're allowed to Kitbash my stuff i love to see it one of my favorites i saw was they like, took like the sexy sax bard and they added mm-hmm. like a, a ghost over his shoulder he was like basically ghosting him like, <laughs> like <laughs>
2: uh, it was really funny and uh so i like to see that kind of stuff that's cool i know a lot well, of people are a little more controlling about their assets so that's mm-hmm. nice that you're mm-hmm. supportive of that
0: well since we're you're kind of leaning into your teacher mode right now, what Sorry. would you recommend for? No, no, I want to lean into it. No, absolutely. Uh, what yeah. would be your recommendation for you know one of our listeners that's like, hey, I love 3D modeling. I want to start making characters. I want to start mm-hmm. making my own minis. Where do I start?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, let's say if you're if you want to start making your own minis and you're like worried about maybe I'm not a good artist. Maybe I don't I don't know how to sculpt a head that looks like a head. Maybe it looks like a potato. Um, So when you're just starting off, you need to get rid of that. Like, if I use an asset pack, I'm cheating. If I'm using a a base model, I'm cheating. Because it's not, because you still have to pose it. You still have to put clothes on it. You still have to give an expression in life. Go on ArtStation, artstation artstation.com. It's a portfolio website, but they also have a marketplace. And people sell modular bodies, $2, $3. Download a bunch of them and mix and match take hands take take feet take faces uh and just start plopping them together and i think that's a really good way to kind of get a sense of to what how it's supposed to be built because you're looking at someone who does it professionally you're looking at someone who knows anatomy very well making these uh and then you're just you're just rotating and positioning stuff at that point you're not like is fumbling as much as like how do I actually sculpt the muscle out it's like it's already there you can you can make it bigger you can make it smaller um and you can get it posted the way you like and then you can start throwing armor on it and start making your first minis now you probably depending on how much work you you do on it you're not gonna be able to sell it unless you have licensing rights there's you can buy um commercial licenses for some of these it's a bit more but you're allowed to then sell it as long as you know you're not selling the APO's model that they bought that you got from them. <laughs> uh, but like that's a great way to just to get started because it's like mm-hmm. I I don't want to have to like get four years of an art degree to be able to start making cool guys, right? So mm-hmm. go find stuff that's already there. Um, Blender is a, a good one to start with too, just because it's free. You can take those those mades and get them in there. Um, but one of the one of the big things that you can like really really do to to kind of get to use to all this, too, is get your hands dirty and make something. Like, get, get some clay, get some actual uh, some green stuff, and sculpt something with your hands and, and see what it's like. So like so you can start thinking about form and volume and direction. Um, I don't know if any, there's probably tons of tutorials on YouTube, too. I, I, my background is fine arts. Like, I, I went to a four-year university. And when I got out, I learned how to make 3D animation. That's like, how does that make you feel? You know, I wasn't actually—it wasn't like a technical training thing, so I was actually a little gimped there. But in some sense, it helped because now I understand like the storytelling aspect of it. Uh, I didn't have my skills up by that that point. Like I, as I said, Blizzard rejected me. I wasn't that great yet. I had I had a theory of art, not necessarily the, the practical skills, but that gets there just with time. And the uh, the best way to get better is to just continuously fall down until uh, eventually, like, oh, I made something good, and you remember that, and then you keep
0: awesome. Furiously writing down notes to do much of the same thing. <laughs>
1: right. uh, I mean, like, it's it's funny because, like, I had, I actually, like myself, I'll find a really cool model on ArtStation and I download it and I tear the thing apart. I look at, mm-hmm. like, oh, how did they get that muscle to look that cool? How did they get that fingernail that looks so great? And mm-hmm. I'll inspect the mesh and I'll go, OK, I, I got it. And then I'll make it myself. And then I have a giant folder of hands. I have a giant folder of feet have a giant folder of, you know, four arms, of heads. And um, that's what I use to start from everything. And that's, that's twofold. It makes it fast, but also it constrains the style. Because if I know I'm using these 10 bases for everything I make, they're always going to look like it was from the same series, the same person. Because I do have an issue of style drift. If I find a really cool artist online that I like their stuff, I'll notice, oh, all my stuff looks like theirs. Like I'm starting to copycat them, so I have to like pull myself back a lot and go back to like, okay, this is what you're starting with. Don't don't steal, uh, you know. Let's like grab one of my uh, uh, Galad miniatures. You know, like mm-hmm. he, he, like I love his stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Really nice guy. Um, mm-hmm. I think like. I have a long, like, I have to talk with them on Discord all the time. But we, we use a lot of the same uh, asset packs for, like, ornamentation. And I, we tease each other because we'll be like, I know where that spirals from. I got that pack too. <laughs> I know where that gems
2: from. I have that one too. Nice. Yeah. I run into I, that I, party publishing all the time where I'm like, Oh, you use that, you know, graphic design asset pack. And like, man. I recognize
0: that filigree and it's on page 12 mm-hmm. in my book, but <laughs> 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 it's like, I, and I have to agree with you there. Cause like both I've been at this from both the graphic, uh, graphic design, creative visual artist, uh, video design and rpgs and computer programming uh-huh. and when you get into the field and you're doing it professionally they're buying asset packs left and right uh-huh. they're getting pre-written code snippets or just uh-huh. grabbing templates off the of story blocks it's like why spend like 40 of your hours reinventing something that somebody else already did perfectly fine. And you can give yeah. them 10 bucks for it's important to know how some of this stuff is done and, and be able to do some stuff yourself, but I don't need to spend 90% of my work rewriting code for a website that has already been written or redoing graphic design templates that I can just go ahead and grab off of Storyblocks or anything like that. And it, it would be silly to think that like the professional, uh sculpting world was any different than every single other creative field i've worked in
1: yeah and you can see it like i'm sure sometimes it's to a detriment you'll see some artists where it's like that's just the same guy every month but he has a different set of armor on that's the same face it's the same body it's everything the same except now he's got uh he's got plate mail instead of leather and i mean it, it's whatever uh, if somebody wants that mini, they're gonna buy it because because i have to kind of think too it's Am I? If we're from like a patron standpoint, yeah, it feels kind of scummy to reuse stuff. But let's say you stumble across someone's my mini factory page. You don't want. You don't care about the twelve guys in plate armor. You don't care about the guy in elven mail. I was like, I need a rogue right now, and I don't care that this rogue looks like all of his other guys. That rogue looks cool, and I want that mm-hmm. rogue. So it's like not as big right. a deal, I find, when you look at it that in that standpoint. But I don't. I don't like making. Uh, if I reuse a character, it's because I want it to be that character again, and mm-hmm. I want them to be in a different pose. Um, but that's just me. And I, I noticed like, you say, oh, we were like, this is one of my pet peeves. You, you see uh, sites like, we released 80 minis this month, but 10 of them are the same guy posed different, you know? Right,
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. Whereas like you'll have somebody in a costume who's in a totally different pose, completely different clothing. Like, yeah, maybe the base model looks similar, but it's oftentimes you've also bring the face differently. It's a totally different
0: mm-hmm. expression.
2: Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not mega T mega tour,
1: you know, just, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think, I think there's definitely place for both styles. Like I appreciate both. Like, uh, with your models like these are one these are like unique characters that are that are art that I'm going to appreciate just because they're awesome and they exist in this unique posing and to and and also you do offer them in like several different outfits and Mm -hmm. like there's the sorceress tiefling and then no sorcerer tiefling who's also the drummer in the band and I like I like how you've done all of that but I do I do also appreciate like when I'm trying to fill out like my I have I need a hundred elves for this army, so I'm gonna yeah, I don't care yeah. that ten of them are the same guy reposed because I need literally a hundred you.
1: No, yeah, for sure. War <laughs> gaming's a little different. Right. Uh, I'm I'm not as big on that, and I think that's why it definitely mm-hmm. shows on my Patreon because it's like I feel like I could make a bunch of war, I could do like Artisan Guild, you know, and make a, mm-hmm. uh, a faction every month and they all have similar mm-hmm. armor and like okay, well you got the hero units, and it's like that's really cool and I'm sure it appeals to a lot of war gaming people, mm-hmm. but that's just mm-hmm. not my style. Uh mm-hmm. Because it's usually, like, originally when I started 3D printing, Artisan Guild Mm -hmm. was like, oh, heart and soul. Like, I love their stuff. And I would Mm -hmm. go to it, but I just want that one. I don't need your whole army. I need that guy because I'm making uh, a a swashbuckler, and I need that guy. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like, I don't need 20 minis for $10. I just need to pay you three for that one guy.
0: (laughs) Well, I hope it doesn't disappoint you to know that, like, several of your models are in my little sister's (laughs) all-female paladin army called the Galadins. Nice.
1: That's awesome. I'm hoping this month would have added a couple more of those. Then,
0: Mm -hmm. actually, this month the 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 sailor series, or like I have a friend who is a D and D GM who is. Like the world's biggest sailor fan, so I was just like, "Oh, you're gonna beg me to print you these," and then I just started <laughs> meshing some cop images that you were posting as you were posting. I'm like, "And uh, so I'm, I'm gonna have to care package soon."
2: <laughs> I noticed uh, their naming conventions, by the way. Like, are uh, you a big spelljammer person, or is oh. that? I'm glad you caught on. I didn't think many people would. Oh, no. As uh, soon as I saw Glyph, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> when I checked <laughs> the other names, I was like, no, these are all like the, the worlds in realm space. And then, you mm-hmm. know, one uh, Warforged is Eberron, which I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. this is some deep lore stuff. Uh, please let me know. I want, I want to know about it.
1: So in my, in my personal campaign, um, it, it I, I did a very, I feel like, 80, 80s cartoon series arc. Uh, Thundercats, um, you know, the... I just, it's everything from that era, He Man. Like, I love that aesthetic, the Uh cheesiness of it. Oh, yeah. And
2: um, you're singing so, the song of my people.
1: Yeah, and then like, spell you know, Spelljammer is is that it's it's He Man meets Flash Gordon. You know, it, it's got all this great stuff, there's space hippos, and it's just fun. And um, I've been wanting to do a Spelljammer set for a while, and it, like, you know, I just throw it up in the polls, and it's always like second place. It's always third place. It never wins. But I've been secretly creating some of them. Um, I actually let us see. I got one of my guys back here, um, Laroq the lich oh, so yeah. he is up. actually a uh he's a spell jammer lich so he's like made of machine parts you know like kind of magic did you act. show
2: him again because the the way oh, was yeah, yeah.
1: really really small let's, let's check him out. yeah i don't know if uh it'll focus oh, wow. there so oh, yeah wow so Larock is actually was the uh main villain for my campaign is larry the lich i, I call it Lairoc. <laughs> <laughs> but nice. uh larry the lich was um so From the future time travel thing, and basically the end of the second half of the whole thing was Spelljammer. So, like, I love Realm Space. I love the whole lore. Like, that's why I have like the jam. There's the the uh, the Plasmoid Girl. Yeah. Things like that. All of those are just ways for me to sneak Spelljammer stuff in because I really like Spelljammer. And uh, I've been learning a lot of like I like the aesthetic of it, but now I've actually been like reading up on it. Now that the you know book's supposed to be coming out in August. And I was like, okay, cool. I gotta get deeper, deeper into this and like try to make a set that'll be ready for August.
0: <laughs> One of the things that I also appreciate about your your stuff is that you also go out there with the with the topics. Like there's a Centaur pizza delivery girl. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and I, was, I saw this mini immediately fell in love with it yeah, and dash, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah so like you do modern versions of these characters like what brought you to do that like are you like secretly wanting to run like a modern isekai fantasy or reverse isekai <laughs> like what's so, going?
1: It's, we're going right back to my campaign so uh mm-hmm. the in my in my setting the nine hells is a giant office building and uh you go to you go to you go to hell and you're in an office building it's all that and that's where like the, they had the office release and that's characters from that and i was like oh, i like this modern idea it's very uh ugly americans i think was the show uh that had that kind of feel to it and uh i was like i, I want to do minis like that i want to do like what would what would middle earth be in the year 2022 like if if they had if these fantasy creatures lived in our setting, what would they look like? What would they act like? Uh, like, say, so like mim- would a mimic be? It would be a water cool. You know, what would uh, <laughs> what would be a good you know accountant? So you have the big dragon. You know, you have like your career-driven woman you power. You know, it's all about you know empowerment. So I, I put the big orc buff lady in there, and I thought like a gorgon would be a good security guard. So it's just just playing around with these funny ideas and seeing what i come up with and luckily too i, I have really good um really creative patrons who will like they'll throw a gym in there Like i do I, I do something that i think is a bit different than a lot of other patrons where i don't just do a poll for like a theme i, I have an idea gathering post every month where i'm like hey guys i want to do this what would you like to see and it's just a big comment spam it's like i get you know 300 messages of just people like oh wouldn't it be cool if xyz and if some of those really stick out, I just make them because it's like, that's funny. That's great. I, I love these ideas that other people can come up with. And like, how, but how can I take that and then, you know, push a little further? Or like, how can I make them all related in some way? Because I, I want it to be the set to be a narrative. Like, I was going to do lore posts for a while, but it just became so like, right time consuming to also like write backstories for all these characters and release them that's there everyone this
2: everyone knows there is headcanon for all of these characters but i don't want to force that lore on people either the uh dune pulls for monster armor is that right there's gonna be like monster themed armors is that
1: so, so monster hunter you know that game
2: yeah yeah oh, so it's
0: okay.
1: what if monster hunter had dnd monsters nice oh,
0: for so a if second I, you, I, oh sorry go ahead
1: it's like if you killed of a holder and turned it into armor what would that armor look like that's kind of where i'm at uh my one i'm like really hung up on and i'm so excited to do because it's going to be the dumbest thing ever the gelatinous cube armor so it's just minecraft steve but it's dripping so it's like (laughs) nice boxes on you i'm actually currently working on the owlbear uh hunter right now and this was like a huge uh like everyone's like, no, don't kill the owl bear, and I was like, but they're supposed to be vicious, evil things. But I guess whatever. some people like it can be cute and cuddly because there's a lot of people making the baby owl bear stuff now too. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna go a little, little different on it. Like it's like head cannon again. He didn't hunt the owl bear; he hunts with owl bears, and he's just wearing one of his fallen brethren as a suit, as, as like a dressing. Ah, yeah, okay. But or he could have just killed an owl bear and he's wearing it. So it's really whatever you want it to be. But um like. Let's see i can actually pull up uh what that looks like let me uh actually just i'm working on it right now i'm at the so my, my workflow is that i um i will do a sketch a preliminary sketch very loose not very mm-hmm. not very pretty uh and then i actually pose a model and then i i do a, a base render of like the naked guy, and I draw the clothes and armor on top of it, and that's how mm. I can really like make sure that it actually matches the pose. It's not just a drawing because some things don't actually work in 3D the way they would in a drawing, and so I have to like first get something to draw over so I know it's actually gonna function. But uh, is there a, is there a way for me to share my screen? Oh,
0: okay. uh, you should be able to at the bottom, there should be there a, you know. a, a share screen option, and I'll oh. stop sharing mine and throw yours up here.
1: Cool. Oh, so this is very, very Blizzard. Uh, character inspires rexar the, the half of, but so this mm-hmm. guy here is our owl bear hunter he's got his, his paws and little cloak i'm also working on doing like a version where he's a bugbear like what he'd look like without oh, the actual love blood down bears.
0: and so, cool. uh,
1: so i'm currently working in the sculpt right now mm-hmm. and kind of getting all the, the feather work done so you can kind of get a sense of like work in progress here yeah uh, I dig
2: it I dig it
1: a lot that's yeah. really cool yeah. so and you know layer based so i can turn off and on and
0: you weren't joking about drawing the armor on either when you said draw the armor on i thought you just got your cintiq tablet out and you were like sketching the armor in 3d on it but you 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 posed the model made a render of it and then actually physically drew the art onto the the render
1: Yes, so this is done, and yeah, I actually do have a Cintiq, but I bring it into Photoshop, and yeah. I draw over mm-hmm. it. Yeah, so it's like back and forth, 2D, 3D, 2D, 3D, 2D, 3D. It's this, it's this um, digital um, charcoal layers and you know history that comes across, and I think that's what really. Uh, It gives it that, like, it's been touched. It's, it's has everything's been accounted for because Mm -hmm. it wasn't just in the moment. So, like, you don't get these kind of wacky, like, that doesn't quite fit because it was just like, hey, let's see if that works. It's like, no, I I like to really sit there and plan this out once I get the pose. The pose is the first thing. Once I get Mm -hmm. a cool pose locked in, (laughs) then I can design the outfit because if you make a cool outfit, but then the pose blocks half of it, what's the point? Mm -hmm. Like, he's hunched over. Why do I care about what his chest plate looks like? So he's just got wraps on his waist. You're not even gonna see it. Like he's he's bare chested, but it doesn't matter because you're not gonna see it. So why spend all that time making that armor if I'm gonna see it?
0: So a lot of like miniature painters start, talk about over detailed models and uh, and models with just enough detail. Is that right. like part of your process? Like I noticed that if I were to look at your models, I would consider them enough detailed models. Like they're they're mm-hmm. wonderful, but they're definitely not like Citadel. We put skulls over half of his. Skin. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that's a balance I had to learn. Um, Mm -hmm. I think I just got lucky and kind of hit that middle ground early on, Mm -hmm. where it's like I had to think it's like if it's a lot of detail back then, it wouldn't even show up on your print. The the resolution wasn't there yet. Now it is. Now you can have skin pores on your thing with the eight K printers and all that. But um, so I just wanted it to like it has to read as a mini across a table. You know, you're not going to see all of that. You can hold it up and, and enjoy. Like those details or if like people want to print them at 75 millimeter and stuff like that for for display pieces but i think it kind of comes back to like my inspiration like blizzard art everything's big and chalky you know it's it's very deliberate uh and everything's a big about silhouette and that's that's kind of what i want to bring into it as well
2: yeah, i was super excited when i looked at like esteban and i was like oh i don't really have to worry about what's on on like where he's gonna be seated in the wind cloud because that's just like very smooth textured clothes and it's very, I mean, it looks good, but like, I'm not going to have to worry about like, I had this model the other day where there was a little skull like underneath her hair. In like the sm- like like a like a tramp stamp armor piece that I had to like get up under there. Thank you so uh-huh. much for not doing that. Like <laughs> you're not going to see it, especially at mini, like on the table, you uh-huh. know, far away, and, and it just makes it a nightmare to paint. And I think you focus, like you know, when you're talking about your ooze girl. By the way, she's uh-huh. she's one of my. F- favorite things ever Mm -hmm. um she's got the big cool gauntlet you know Mm -hmm. thing and that's like the focus right and then the rest of her body is kind of more to emphasize that she's gooey and drippy and (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think that's so neat and uh yeah like it's relevant detail but not like extraneous i I really appreciate it
1: yeah and that's another one that's my character i'm currently playing in my wife's campaign
2: (laughs) so wait you were already playing a plasmoid pre-plasmoids being announced
1: Yes, I was using the Unearth Arcana stuff. Wow. Ah, okay. But uh, now the gauntlet is her house.
2: Okay. So the like... idea
1: is she groups like, into it and then walks around in it.
2: <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So you said 15 years for Esteban. Did you play yeah. and stop playing? Yes. Or...
1: So Esteban originally was a Pathfinder character. Uh, and then I just didn't have. A group to play with for a very long time, and it was like a high-level campaign. Like so, like a, he started at level ten. Okay. And so there was all this lore. Everyone loved it, and like I just kept writing the little stories and things. Where like when people would DM their stuff, he would always show up as an NPC, and that wasn't even me asking them or like giving. He didn't ask for permission. It was just he was just that fun character. Uh, but then like I I only play him in one-shots now because of that. Because I, I, the idea is that he's just I'm in. I cause havoc and I'm out. So, the, <laughs> <laughs> so he works really well for that. But yeah, um, but I really would say like I haven't really been consistently playing D and D until the past three years. And I play every Friday now. I have a, we have a group where we have three alternating DMs. So if if someone's too tired, we just rotate out. Um, I've done same
2: characters or no like no no. So, so each different game, yeah.
1: Yeah. So we have a three game. Well, usually two going on at a given time. But uh, three people who will DM. So like when we finish one campaign, the third person picks it up and then we switch between those two. But it, it's it's been really fun and I, I think people get a kick out of mine just because of the humor aspect that I really lean into. Uh, and like I want it to be silly, charming, and memorable and that, that kind of storytelling definitely comes across in, in my minis and the characters I create. And uh, I'm just glad that people get to like you know, Sharing that experience. That's one of my favorites. You're pulling up there. She's fun. I, so I, for like audio
0: listeners, I pulled up a kobold as a magical girl with dress and heart shaped buckle and giant staff. All the all the, you don't shy away from the cute no. at all. No. But she still
2: I, looks like she could mess you up, probably. Like probably. Sure she's she's got something going on there and i also love that you made her toriel like that's she's name brand she's a big deal then right yeah. like in the she's, sailors she's
1: like the chibi moon she is uh, <laughs> <laughs> she is like very powerful pint-sized sorcerer yeah uh but yeah like that's I just again like I want to tell like a, a fun story with every single character. That's something that you could use as a as a plot arc or just a good one shot or a filler episode of a you know session type thing. Um, yeah.
2: Well, we also yeah. noticed earlier that you actually paint many.
1: Yes. So I'm not as good as my wife. She is fantastic I actually usually get her to like paint the nice ones for my product shots uh-huh. um, she just gets disappointed because she can't participate in the painting contests but uh let's see are any of these that I've painted so I usually do the bigger ones because I I like using my airbrush I like okay. dry brushing so this is a, um, i think a Lord of the print where is it a print obsession I don't remember I'm sorry I apologize maybe you recognize it's Lord is. of the print Lord of the print yeah so the this uh is all airbrushed. It's kind of, again, stupid. The lighting is not that great.
2: He's yeah.
0: holding up a giant bone dragon that from a little print that looks awesome. Yeah.
1: yeah it's very, very nice. Yeah. And then, um, but my wife is really, really good with color. And let me see if I can get this to focus on. Minnie, please. Um, here oh, we go. Very nice. Yes. So we, that one second of focus you got there. That's the silver dragon. Uh, this is actually uh, an NPC for one of hers. But uh, she watches a lot of tutorials from Craft World Studios. Um, yep. Like and uh, yeah, I've been doing stuff for them. It was an art trade. It was fun. I, I, I didn't think they would actually respond. Uh, I really like their painting. And I was like, hey, if I make you minis, will you paint them and post it? <laughs> so
0: nice. uh,
1: we've been doing this little thing where it's like uh, about every two months or so. I was just, I just like, here's a cool mini. And um, they make a painting tutorial from it. So they've been doing that, uh, and I love doing like cross work. I'm actually work. I got a couple cool things in the works right now. Uh, this will be the first time I'm saying this, so you get the, the cool
2: scoop Ooh, here. We like uh,
1: So uh, I'm hoping to do a Kickstarter sometime, either late July, early August. Uh, battle of the Bards. Ooh. So dual stages with bards that you can put on your stages and have a battle of the bands across like your play area nice so i wanted to feel like scott pilgrim i don't know if you've seen that, yep, movie, yeah, like absolutely. that, that amp versus amp brought into like the medieval setting is what i want to say and so the band of course tainted mithril the one from my site they're coming back i'm gonna have brand new updated models for them but i'm bringing i'm hopefully bringing in uh six new bands so wow wow
0: yeah. that's a lot of new models yeah
1: and i've been like secretly side hammering away on. at these uh, and then way down the line, maybe um, sometime in winter or early or late fall. Uh, I don't know if you guys picked up on this. I like goblins. Mm-hmm. a little I'm bit. Big, I'm a big fan of, of the tiny go- the tiny green people. And uh, there's this one artist who is this really, really good concept art of goblins. Uh, they go by Ori URI. And uh, hopefully, everything still goes well, because they've, again, I haven't said this anywhere else, but they've they've said, yes, they would love to do this. Um, I want to do a goblin for every class
2: set. Whoa, nice. Very cool.
1: So it's going to a... be all, but it'll be all lady goblins more than likely because you always have the, I saw a Kickstarter recently. of like a bunch of goblin guys all in classes and stuff, but mm-hmm. no one does the lady goblins.
0: It'll make a lot of Pathfinder players happy because Pathfinder players love goblins.
1: Mm-hmm they're fun they're 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 kooky i I like them because of world of warcraft uh to me all goblins have new jersey accents flat (laughs) like that's that's it uh yeah it's i think it also is. so i'm originally from new orleans you can't tell because i don't have the accent uh but i live in louisiana elsewhere a couple hours away and uh my mom is what we would call a yat someone where yat like, that's like the way they were the phrase is. But she sounds like she's from New Jersey. So I've always felt like the the New Yorker accent characters have always really caught my attention. So, again, lots and lots of goblins. Um, Goldie is one of my favorites. Uh, that's one I've had for a, a while. Uh, and then everyone, again, the, the floor is lava. The goblins got to be off the ground. They got to be jumping. They got to be, they're spry. They're using that bonus action every round.
0: Well... We are coming up on time and it's time to shift over to our shout outs. But before we do that, I want to remind our chat that if you've got any questions for Adam, do get those in. We'll try to get those to Adam before we go to on. So first, before we uh, bounce out of here completely, I want to make sure that everyone knows that twin dollars miniatures you can find you on patreon you've got a great patreon you're over on my mini factory mm-hmm. is there anything else we want to draw people's attention to i know you've got a facebook page do you have a twitter you have twitter yes. yeah because we follow you on twitter
1: yeah i have a twitter <laughs> uh and then i also have if you don't have a 3d printer uh you can get mm-hmm. them from my merchants on etsy and you can also mm-hmm. find it on only games as well i'm also one of the people on the million artist scroll of that so we'll see how that goes with the merger i heard you guys talking about that last episode but uh i still i my merchants are the ones i would uh, you know go first because you can get that custom size you want you can get all those cool little features and you know i actually have a spreadsheet of the merchants that you can find on uh my instagram actually so you can actually find the shops directly and i have them listed up like who's active if they go inactive on etsy i'll take them off so Good way to find them. Nice,
0: and a good way to know you're buying from somebody who is legitimately mm-hmm. selling the models. And I'm noticing that that is becoming a more and more of a problem in, yes. in our industry. Very true. And we have something very special to shout out to this time. Speaking of cute owlbears bears, uh, oh. <laughs> so our friends over at duskrum Miniatures surprised us with a uh, with a model uh, of us, which was uh, a surprise. Uh, Specifically, the two of us, me and riding as as halflings, um, (laughs) riding on the side of a cart that is being pulled by an owlbear and driven by a kobold. Having the best time ever. Uh, we we uh, we've shouted out to Dusk Realms before. We do appreciate their models. They're they're another company that does like very energetic characteristic models. There, I've like there's the cool factor sculptors, and then there's like the animated factor sculptors, and then there's the realistic factor sculptors. These are definitely uh, a lot like your work. These could be cartoons. These yeah. this could be a Pixar movie kind of characters, which I do appreciate. Uh, this is a completely free model that Dustgrounds uh, sculpt. You can go to our website, printergames.com uh, and find the post there and download this model and print it out yourself. If you want uh, us as models, uh, I do know that the, that we are optional as is the flag with our logo. So if you just want the cool owl there or any of the individual components or just a cool cart. Uh, you can indeed print it that way. Or if you want to just have a couple of halflings to stick in your blood bowl stand, that is an option. So these are completely free. Thank you, Dusk Ground Miniatures, again for doing this for us. It's surprised and yeah, thank you made you very me much. cackle. Yeah, yeah. very, very good. That's fun any other shout outs from you too
2: um i was just going to mention um uh, i'm not a lot of people know of the realm of paths uh um, patreon it's um uh, they're mostly doing chaos stuff right now demons and demonettes it's just uh they're kind of getting going and i just right. wanted to give them a little attention because not a lot of people know them I, I think we talked about it apparently you hadn't heard of them yet either i had not
0: even heard of them sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm um, so sorry
2: no it's it's fine they're, they're clearly uh they need a little mm-hmm. help getting the word out there and um you know i think probably uh much more of a like a kind of visceral mm-hmm. and more the army poses multiple poses we we're talking about earlier mm-hmm. but really good if you're building out like um some unusual demons for your chaos army a good fit
0: I, um, uh, I have one final shout out to the that actually is a website i think helps out a, a lot of artists and helps in discovery is stl bundles uh, oh, yes. Which we shout out to you before. They've recently contacted me saying that, hey, we've got that Patreon problem fi- figured out so that they can start previewing everybody's models again. Uh, it's, it's a website that just basically shows off all the creators, what they're offering this month, what they're offering in their previews upcoming of the next month, and... I visit it every single month to see what everybody's doing. It's a great way to discover new artists or to make sure you're not missing something really awesome. And finally, I just want to, again, thank you, Adam, so much for joining us. Twin Goddess Miniatures is one of my favorite companies in the 3D printing space. These are models that could not exist without 3D printing. And I am so glad that they there's a space opened up for models like yours because like, I'm never going to get a centaur pizza girl from Reaper. Like I might, <laughs> they might do that once in a million years. But like to yeah. get like so many awesome, cool miniatures like this is just something that only exists because of the 3D printing spaces. Like eliminated the barrier for artists like you. So I super appreciate what yeah. you're able to do. Go check out their stuff. Go buy some of their models. They yeah, are if, absolutely worth it. If yeah. it's
2: still made, their magic girl set is available. It's super awesome. If not, it's mm-hmm. June. Check out their monster one. It's yeah. looking pretty cool. So.
0: They're on tribes they're on patreon and only games and etsy's and you already heard the spiel go check them out if you want to check out more of our stuff go over to printergames.com where you can find all the other episodes we're on facebook at facebook.com slash printer games we're on twitter at twitter.com slash printer games and until next time thank you all for joining us Kristen.
2: don't forget your screen protector
0: (laughs)
1: bye Bye. thanks for having me guys thank you for